Hey everybody, uh, it's Jim with Today in Trades, another great episode. Um, I really love having guests on our show because um, we learn a lot and not uh, just from, from me and some of our listeners uh, calling in and checking in, but it's really fun to talk to um, not only uh, other members of the home services community, but uh, other members that are doing some really cool stuff with their company. And today we have Chris Agnew from Career Plug. And um, Chris actually has a background in home services, and I'll let him talk to that a little bit, uh, which makes it really fun that he gets to represent Career Plug with us here today. This show, as most of you know, is sponsored by BitClips. And as a company on the BitClips side, they use Career Plug to source their call center and their sales team, as well as their staff. And so not only are we users of the product, but we're believers in what Career Plug does. So Chris, thanks for being on the show and tell us a little bit about yourself. Jim, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, my my story is kind of funny. I started out as a painter. I always always relate and like attribute my career to this gentleman named Nate Davis, who in high school I'm walking down the hall and he says, "Hey, what are you doing this summer?" And he's like, "Do you want to paint houses with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome. Way better than folding clothes." So that's where the career started, and uh, I I turned painting houses into my first um, business, which I owned a painting company because I realized that you can make a lot more money if you're the owner of the business than if you were painting. Um, and then that parlayed into me working in franchising. And so I got recruited into a, a company called College Pro Painters a long time ago. Um, I learned, really cut my teeth in business there and learned the, the world of franchising. And then uh, spent the last um, 20 years kind of bouncing around in different franchise organizations. Uh, I ran a handyman company for a while as a vice president of operations. Um, and we had the big problem when we were recruiting handyman back then, Jim, and it was, uh, where are they? How do you get them? How do you track them? How do you, you know, using spreadsheets to do all this stuff? And so we became a, a client as well of career plugs. Um, and then several years later, I, I needed to make a change in my career and the founder of career plugs said, Hey, why don't you come on over and help us grow this business? And so today we now work with Gosh, almost 35,000 small business locations across North, North America. And, and we work with over 300 different franchise brands and, and many of the biggest brands in home and commercial services. So that's my long version, but uh, it's been kind of a crazy fun career. Wow, oh, that's awesome. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm extra excited today because at first, um, when you hear career plug or you hear some of these different ways to hire, I think the first response is, okay, well, what, what is it really? And, you know, the idea of this show isn't so much to plug career plug. It is to talk about, you know, not only is labor hard to find, our labor as managers, as owners is valuable. And how much labor are we spending on finding labor? So what I want to talk about more of this uh, today with you is a few things like some of the mistakes we make, right? Uh, two, what is the benefit of using a service like RearPug to just qualify? You know, we often talk about that on the big clip side, qualifying the right clients, right? On the on the career plug, how do you just use your tools? So uh, without going into a full demo, which I hope everybody at the end of the show clicks in the description, takes a, and takes a look at career plug, you really need to take a look at it. Even if you say, oh, it's too expensive. I'm too busy, Jim. I'm not making any money. It's, it's not my problem. Please at least go take a look at it because I really think this is going to change the way we move forward. So Chris, let's talk about that a little bit. So you came in out of the franchising world, the home services world, you stepped into this, this company. What were the things that stood out to you the most that were powerful from their employer perspective about the, about career plug and its offering? 
You know, I'll, I'll answer your question in probably a little different way. So when I was a small business owner, there was two things that I evaluated almost every decision on. Is this decision going to save me time or is it going to save me money? I could also throw in there, is it going to help me grow my business, right? But, but I was usually evaluating a tool like CareerPlug or a software on, is it going to save me time or is it going to save me money? And so part of the reason that I went over to CareerPlug, part of the reason I, I love the company so much is because it does both. And it also is designed for small business owners. So to answer your question a little bit more directly, really what it does is it, it saves you time in posting jobs and, and you know, all over the internet, it saves you time in being able to qualify people who apply to all of your jobs. It keeps everything in one place. And, and that's really the time saving. And then it saves you money because you're not spending money on 15 different places trying to post jobs. Like it's just posted in one place and it goes everywhere that you need it to go to. So part of the reason I love it again is I look at it, it says it does save time for a small business owner who has to wear a hundred different hats every single day. Um, they don't have enough time to do everything and then they need to save money because they need to put the money back into their business to help them grow. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, um, uh, you know, again, we just want to, I, I want to start this conversation around kind of what it even is. And then we're going to talk into some bigger kind of labor things too, because it goes to multiple levels of how we can save time and money. Uh, for us, I'm actually a user of CareBlog. I have my own little login, et cetera. What's really cool about it too that doesn't just find applicants. We have actually on the BitFlip side, we have uh, assessments. So you can immediately assess the particular applicant. It will sort for certain words that we're looking for, certain attributes. We're able to really set it up. And what was cool about it is, you know, and I know my dad's driving out there, some of us, <laughs> even if we're old fashioned, it's really easy. It's an easy platform to use. Great support. I just want to say that, you know, I, it wasn't another thing I had to figure out. It was really, really intuitive. And once it was set up, um, then it was just literally applicants come in and they're, they're just better applicants. So now I was spending my time, we were spending our time on five and six real key people, not 15 where I'm asking the same questions from my van while putting in glass, you know, while trying to run our business. And so I just want to say that that's, that's really the, what it is for those of you listening who maybe have never considered using uh, an employment um, program or platform or software. Um, but let's take a step back, though, to the to the additional savings. And so not only does Chris get to work in the space, he gets to know the space really well. So I want to talk about some of the, the stats, because all I hear around the, the bar at trade shows or, you know, friends of mine is like, where do we find the people? We can't find people that stick around. And I want to start diving into more of like the labor and the hiring um, practices and uh, what you'd be able to offer our industry on ways that we can just do better. Yeah. So we talk a little bit about like, where are the people? That sound good? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, do they exist? And do where they are exist? They? You know, let's actually start there because I think I'll validate some feelings for a lot of people. If you look at, are there enough contractors to do the jobs that we have available today? Uh, the answer is no, they're not. And, and part of that is macroeconomics. So basically what you have going on in, in the United States, especially, is you have baby boomer, boomers who are now aging themselves out of working. The, you know, baby boomers had the millennials as their kids. Uh, so you have four generations. You've got baby boomers, you've got Gen X, you've got millennials, and then you've got your Gen Z. And so the millennials are the biggest group of, of workers, um, but they're now getting to the point where they're 35 years and older. And so you know, they also were told by their parents, hey, don't go into the trades, okay? That was, that was the stigma. 
that's changing a little bit with the Gen Z group, Jim. And, and, and so the Gen Z group is, is under 35 years old. They're entering into the workforce or they're in the workforce. They were not told that. So there are going to be more and more people who are entering into the trades. But that being said, they're just a much smaller population than the millennial group. So the bottom line is, that's a lot of words to basically say, no, there's not enough contractors to do all the jobs. In fact, right now on the world's largest job boards like Indeed and ZipRecruiter, there are two jobs available for every one person. So two jobs are open for every one person that's actually looking for a job. And so what do you do with that? Well, what you really have to do if you're recruiting, if you're trying to hire somebody is you have to be better. You have to have, be a place that people want to work. And so I often tell small business owners, I say, before you ever start with a career plug software or posting a job or any of that, like answer the question, why is it awesome to work for you? And if you can't answer that question, nobody's going to work for you anyway. So it doesn't matter what you buy. Okay. So answer the question, why is it awesome to work for you? And then let that drive your, your places you're going to post. Now, where do people live? There's a couple places. Number one, if you're looking for a job, you're going to eventually run into Indeed. Indeed is the biggest job board in the world. I equate them to it's like searching with Google. Everybody just does it. So there, you got to post onto Indeed and, and with your career plug account, we will automatically do that. But the other thing that's coming now is what we're, we're seeing a huge trend is in industry niche job boards and social job boards. And so what these industry niche job boards are, are places like local Facebook groups for contractors. And so I'll give you a random example, but if you all open up your Facebook account and you go to job, or sorry, go to groups um, and in your Facebook account, you can find glazer networks, you can find painter networks and people who are just sharing good practices locally in your market. You can even post your job directly into those groups and have a great collection of small you know, a, a small collection of people who are going to be great for your job. So that's really the trend. So you got big job boards, Jim, and then you've got these like micro local niche things that are all over online popping up every single day. Wow. So first of all, two jobs, one worker. I, I, I would have never guessed that. I would have gotten that wrong in trivia. That's crazy. I, I thought it was more like two jobs, three workers looking, doesn't pay enough, right? That's always the stereotype. It's always about pay, et cetera, right? And that's going to be the next kind of part of this conversation. But what I'm hearing is that you, you know, not only do you have to be an Indeed, you have to be connected. You have to have your tentacles in the right places so that people can find you. And then, yep. um, and so career plug is able to, to streamline that with just minimal effort. I mean, think about how long that would take to post Indeed, to be able to post. And, and that's like almost a full-time job. And when you only have a crew of three people and you're trying to just paint houses, you know, we don't have that time. It's better to come home at night, you know, sit down, turn on the football game, and then sort through the three or four, start reading their resume, maybe connect with them, chat with them. Um, Kerplug also guides people through that process as well. It keeps them in the loop. It can kind of message them that way. Now, the next, the next thing I want to talk to you about. Years back, or a couple episodes back, um, we talked about you know recruiting, creating culture that is safe for technicians, a great spot. We talked about going and finding people. Um, well, first of all, home services, 
women, big under underserved, undersourced labor pool. And obviously you can't just post your, say how great you are on career plug and not be doing it. So first, if you guys have a terrible businesses, go back and listen to those episodes, you know, and then create a culture where it's safe for everybody as well as young people. And you're, you're able to make it fun for millennials, fun for Gen X, and you're actually creating culture that people want to go to work at. So assuming you've done those things, which let's be honest, if you're listening to this podcast or others, you're clearly probably running a good business or care to grow. So let's assume that's all done. Now, what I love about career plugging, what I want to talk about more just in recruiting in general, is your message written really well. You know, they have templates to help you with that. They have what works, what doesn't work. There's a bunch of resources there. I mean, the, that's what's also fun about a company like Chris and, and, and career plug is that we have the ability to now get some help. Are we writing what will hit the audience we need for those applicants and then using their data and using their skill sets, you're able to actually have a better shot because if you do get that one or two unicorn employees who are looking for a job and who have all the attributes and it's a good, uh, good fit, how are we doing? So let's talk about that a little bit. And what are some mistakes, you know, and this is a fun, a loaded question. You're allowed to tell the full, full unfiltered um, truth. What are the biggest mistakes your career plugs users are using or making right now? What mistakes are we making in recruiting that we just need to stop and, and get better at? Ooh, okay. So I'm going to give you several. These are going to be very tactical. Number one, it, think of the, the job description of today needs to be written very differently than the job description was written a few years ago. So a few years ago, we would tell you, hey, make sure that you list all kinds of responsibilities and qualifications and, and details about the job. That's no longer relevant or important. What's important is why is it awesome to work for you? So what's the benefit of somebody applying to your job? So the beginning of your job should be all about benefits. And when I say benefits, I'm not just talking about healthcare or whatever. I'm talking about, you know, what is the compensation? Do you do Friday social hours? Um, how much time off does somebody get? Do you have flexible work schedules? Those types of things are all benefits. And so lead your job descriptions with benefits. The people who don't do that, that's a big mistake. The second thing is share your culture locally. So too many businesses are afraid to show personal pictures of their business. Um, they're very easy to do. You can do it on social media, you can do it on your website, but be local and be honest and authentic. Um, don't be over corporate, all right? Especially for small business owners. Um, the third thing is, yeah, this is, you have to understand this, but uh, don't ask so many questions up front to try to qualify people out of your job. And what I mean by that is you've probably been burned and you were burned because somebody came in and, and they didn't have the qualifications to work for you. And so now the overcompensation of that is I'm going to ask 15 questions up front in my application so that anybody who has burned me in the past, they're not going to do it again. That's tough because now what you're doing is you're creating barriers for people to apply and they're just not going to do it. So now you sit here and you have nobody who applies. So reduce the amount of, of upfront requirement to apply to the job. What I mean is ask one, two or three questions, just the, the non-negotiables that you have. Make it easy for somebody to apply. Finally, this is the one thing that I think I see small business owners make a mistake of more than anything. And that is they're not open to change. And one of the biggest things that they could do right now is uh, to address finding workers is be flexible with schedules. And what everybody wants potentially is like, I want a 40 hour work week. I want somebody to come and show up every day. I want them to be full time. Well, that's not the way people's lives are today. So can you live or can you create a culture where you can have a 15 hour 
partial shift. Um, does that work for you? If you can, you now open yourselves up to a lot more candidates in the workplace. So kind of try to throw out some of those practices that you had in the past, be flexible, be willing to change and adjust to the market the way it is today. That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing when we step back and think, and I think as home services, you know, we, we make fun of maybe, oh, Google's got like a coffee bar and childcare. Oh, must be nice to have that much money. And then we're like, that's crap. Well, we don't have to go that far. Right. How about little things like just listen to your employees like, hey, what would be happier? And what's amazing is it's very rarely the hourly pay. Right. It's it's maybe make them maybe allow them to work 12 hour shifts and have four day weekends. Maybe they like to ski or hunt or spend time with their families. Right. You know, they're already working 10 hours anyways. They're just unpaid for it. And you all know that that those things happen, like just embrace it. We've heard on another show previous, we've heard, you know, having, you know, a fridge and a a little kitchen stocked with some food, some snacks. So they're hydrated and they're nourished well while they're working for you, especially in labor jobs. Like that's that stuff goes a long way when they're talking about maybe a dollar an hour increase. competitor and they're probably going to get hurt. And then they've got free lunches with you. I mean, so, you know, that's a kind of a different topic, but Chris brings up a really good point. Benefits are no longer 401k and dental. It's what is a benefit. And those are important things, but what is the benefit? And I, I, what I'm hearing from you, Chris, is when we're writing those initial summaries and we're profiling the business, it's more like a meet and greet with some conditions. Like we want you into our living room to talk, but you can't come across the doorstep without a few of the basics. Instead of being like, to get out there, you know, sitting out there all scared, you know, like we better pick the one. So I think that's incredibly powerful. And I appreciate that insight. What are some of the most creative things you've seen done in some of your clients that are home services to create a, a benefits in their um, packages and, and what they offer? Yeah, I can share a couple. Um, I'll try to stay focused on the stuff that's really inexpensive. So one of the things that I think is really cool is what can you do socially locally? So what I mean by that is, uh, example, let's set a policy every Friday, all our jobs are done at three o'clock and from three to four o'clock, we have happy hour in the office and everybody just comes in, they grab a drink. It's nothing, you know, fancy. It is inexpensive and everybody just gets to hang out. Um, I I've seen a lot of people start doing that and they're like, I can afford that. I can do that. And I actually enjoy doing it. Um, I've even seen people say if they do something like that, that's when they bring in new potential candidates. And so every time that they're, they get a candidate, they say, well, hey, if you'd like to actually experience our culture, why don't you come by for a drink on Friday at three o'clock? And, and this, you get a chance to meet all of our people. Um, that has become, become really, really cool. The people, what I've seen them doing really well lately too, is they're, people are starting to define what they want their culture to be. Uh, I'll give you a really good example with us at Career Plug. So one of the things we've decided is we're now a remote company. And so we've got people all over the place and our culture is very different than when it was in an office. So we said, we want our culture to be growth. And we started putting efforts in place like we actually will purchase any book that any of our employees want. So if you want something like create a growth culture, buying a book is 20 bucks. You know, that is not expensive for your employees but it means a lot to our employees. And, and you can do little things like that that can really help promote. Those are the things that are going to help promote your culture, but they're also gonna help retain your employees. And Jim, I'll tell you, retention is way cheaper than recruiting and hiring. So it's the best way that you can recruit. That's really awesome. And it's nice to be able to say that in your uh, application of new 
potential recruiters to say, we have great retention. We have employees that have been here for 10 years, you know, come see our culture. You can even put that right there in the application. If you're bold enough to say, Hey, come on over, you know, that says a lot about your welcoming personality. That's really cool. That's a really cool idea. Um, I played in a fundraiser um, yesterday. We played kickball and yeah. there was some companies one of the biggest restoration companies in our city was there. And like all of his employees are there, like everybody. I'm just like, man, this is so costly to have everybody there, like multiple teams and stuff. And I was like, Hey, and I'll leave him nameless. Cause I didn't ask if he could be on the show, but I was like, Hey, what, you know, that's gotta be expensive. I make kind of a joke. Right. And, and I was happy they were there or I'm just like him. I think it's a great way to get to know your people. And he just looked, he's like, this is the best. This is our favorite day of the year. Like it wasn't even a, Oh man. Yeah. You're telling me. And so I think that was a cool that it like was embraced from the owner down that no, this is fun. Like we're not going to nickel and dime the, the three angry yelling customers that we didn't get their garden bed planted. And yesterday, you know, your people are your number one customer. And that's the other question I have when you're writing your articles for, for career plug, or, or if you're even, you're not using them, are you writing them like as though you're actually trying to sell your product? I mean, are you, you know, so here we are like, oh, we're kind, we're, we are part of the community, we give back, but then we sometimes write it as, you know, how dare you think about working for us? You better not mess with me. And so I think if you, if, if some of you are just now waking up and listening to this part of the podcast, I hope you heard Chris say that I think it's been the most powerful thing. Um, what is the posture of your process? Is it that of welcoming creativity or is it that of, we're just so hurt from being hurt, you know? And so I think like, you know, most of our clients, I hope you're listening. That's really the key because if it's two jobs to one person, I mean, that's incredible. You're not just competing by the way, with your other competitors for that person, you're actually competing with the rest of the world. And when you have these small startup software companies offering free beer on Friday from three to five, you might lose that person who should probably be painting houses with you for just having a happy hour. So I just want to sum up a few of these main points that I think are really rich. And so if you could, if you could have everybody, you know, follow your lead going into the next chapter using career plug, et cetera, what do you see? Let's talk kind of big industry uh, trades level. Um, what do we need to do as a, as a big T trades to really create a culture where now people like the trades are cool again? Like what are some of the most important things that you, you think we need to do? Um, Gosh, I, I hope this continues because I'm seeing it, but stop talking down about the trades. The trades are phenomenal. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, I was like, my career started and I was a painter and it was a great start to my career. Um, I never would have guessed that I'm, I'm where I am today when I was back then, but so stop talking down about it. Like, it's a great career and it's, it's a phenomenal opportunity for so many people. I'll plug something else. There, so there's a company that we actually work with, Jim, named Generation T. And uh, they are doing a really good job of promoting the trades to younger people. And so um, check them out if you haven't, but Generation T is a, is a great opportunity to do that. Partner with local schools if you can. Um, and, and you know, even as simple as going into your own community and, and talking about the career opportunities that you're creating for people inside of your local communities. Somebody like myself may have started out as a painter and I put in my good years of service doing that and I did okay, um, but that created an opportunity for me for, to, to create a career. Don't be afraid of that either. Don't be afraid of somebody coming to work for you and, and maybe it's two years, maybe it's three years, and then you give them the opportunity to move on. That's okay. They gave you two great years of service, right? So I'd say, don't talk down about it. 
definitely embrace the fact that we can we want younger people coming into this. Everybody doesn't have to have 10 years of experience. If you can train somebody and give them a life skill, holy cow, that's that's a great impact on the world. That's what I'd love to see. And I, and I think it's starting. I think it's starting. And you know, there's there's no better industry to teach somebody how to serve. I mean, it's home services. It's the ability to learn yeah. to take care of people. It's to learn how to overcome tough situations. And I think that that's really important for all of us. If, if you're driving around right now, listening to this, I want you to sit back and say, Hey, are we educating? You know, are we, how are we doing in realizing that we're not, it's so easy to focus on that window that needs to get installed, that house that needs to get painted, you know, the, the barrier spray that needs to get put down for mosquitoes and, and et cetera. And we get so focused on that. We forget, you know, we're, we're really teaching. Those are just the medium to teaching our people how to just take care of other people. Uh, under promising, et cetera. And so um, all of this is really important because, you know, it would be great to um, have, have a situation where it's, you know, two, three, four workers to one job. And because we're paying people well, it's a good job. We're getting more efficient. You know, here's my plug on the, you know, I, like Chris, I never thought I would be in technology. Are you kidding me? I watched Office Space, said that'll never be my life, right? I love putting in glass. I love customers so much that um, now my clients are you knuckleheads out there, like the owners of businesses. And, but the, we all have this ability to, to teach. And I think that's the cool part. What I heard you just say too. we like, we got to create a platform, a launch pad. You're not going to find a 50 year worker that retires with a pension from your company, like in the old movies, it's just not going to happen. So my, my plug to this alongside of Chris is, are you using the right technologies to be efficient? So you can focus on your people. Um, are you simplifying, you know, the, your vans, your tools, the way you're routing and things so you can take that extra 20 minutes with a customer. Are you doing things for your community and taking your whole staff and cleaning up the litter on the, the side of the interstate? It's, that's a cheap way to build morale. They're getting paid. They'll, they'll be happy to help out. You know, um, It also shows that you're actually doing things for your community. So these things are really what help us find labor. And for those of you disappointed, oh, I thought there was gonna be a magic button where they just tell us where the labor is. Oh, you're wrong. It's not a magic button. However, there are people out there willing to work. So are you willing to change? Are you willing to adjust? Are we willing to actually do some little things to actually get people? And believe it or not, we have several clients who are like, I don't have any trouble finding people at all. And those clients are also the ones I want to hang out with. I want to get a drink <laughs> with. I want to go stay with them because they're good people. And they, they care about their employees as much, if not more than they care about their customer. And so really great insight, Chris. I think it's just so awesome to have, um, to have that insight from your level. Cause you guys see just, I, I just don't imagine the data that comes through where you guys can, um, see what's coming down the pipe. And so really good points. What else, um, if anything, would you like the, the home services world to know about, um, career plug and this industry as a whole? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give one more one more stat piece of advice, and then I'll, I'll answer your question. Um, the thing that I would love people to take away to, is, in addition to what we've talked about, is speed wins in this game, and and think about the value of an employee, and then the value of a client or a customer that you have. And too often, I see people just put all of their energy into clients and customers, and and look, that's that's great. But then they don't, and they they ignore their their candidates. They ignore the employee. Um, so, for example, the average time it takes to contact somebody in the home services industry is close to nine days. So somebody applies, and then I call them nine days later. Somebody told me this the other day. They put it really well, so I'm going to steal it from them. But they said, Chris, if I contacted somebody nine days after they applied, 
I'm talking to them on the eighth day they're working for another company. And, and I was like, that's really good and <laughs> profound. And, but that's true. So treat your candidates and give them the respect that they, they deserve. If they apply, they expect you to be in contact with them via text message within 15 minutes. They applied on their mobile phone. They want you to text them back. They want to schedule an interview. That's what they want to do, but they want to do it now, not tomorrow, not two days or nine days from now. So I do want people to know that. And you're a whole different person in nine days. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I mean, yeah. Think about everything that happens to you in a week. Um, so anyway, that's what I want people to, to do. And then like if somebody wants more information, we have all these great tools to help you be be quick to respond, to qualify candidates, to move them through the process, to find the right candidates. And if you need a demo, go to our website and check it out. And we're happy to help you out. Absolutely. And I and uh, for our like three people that watch us on YouTube. Thank you, by the way, the <laughs> description, uh, career, the link will be down in the description for career plug. They do have a great, they have great resources and great people too. Like I, I just personally really enjoy the, the company too. They're all great. With, and so it's nice to be aligned with a software that actually has a heart, you know? And, um, and then the second part is, uh, um, if you're listening, just go to career plug, you know, it's easy to find. You can Google it, you go to careerplug.com, you know, just go snoop around and do us that favor. And then lastly, hopefully you didn't uh, take away, oh, it's all about career plug, big clips, et cetera. We got to help the trades, everybody. We have to level up. We have to make it cool again. And remember, it's what built this country, literally. And it's the one thing that, you know, robots and machines aren't going to automate, you know, just to build a custom paint a house, a custom color, and then change it three times. And so, you know, for us, this is our chance to make these trades just a really fun way. And there's money and there's health and there's profit in our industries, everybody, believe it or not, but it comes up to us changing and being um, ready to adapt. And so continue to join us on Today in Trades with guests like Chris, um, reach out to me um, personally in comments or email us and um, visit us at todayintrades.com. So thank you, Chris, for um, being on the show today. I'm excited for continued growth with you. Congratulations to all of you over there. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jim. Thank you.